0: All right, Morgan. You know Universe. Welcome to the Yeah We Know podcast. You're in the ring. You're in the ring with. Oh yes, you are. I'm leaving the sin. Screw it. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Hot Rod. Rod, how you like my voice?
1: Well, Jimmy, I believe you're trying to prove to folks that you are multi talented, just in case we were included in this list of cuts that are actually no longer allowed to talk about wrestling. My goodness, it was man.
0: It has been a very down week in the world of uh, professional wrestling and sports entertainment. You mentioned the WWE releases. We're going to talk about John Moxley here in a second. But in our second segment, Rod, we have Gig Guy coming on to talk all that is
1: AEW. How excited are you to hear from Gig Guy? Listen, I gig guy and me go way back. I've been laughing at this man for a long long time and he wants you to laugh. He is a character and he is absolutely fabulous on AEW. Jimmy and I have recorded that earlier and that will run after we talk about the news up front here, but stick around. It is worth your time.
0: And for those of you uh Talking Dead fans back in the day you might remember him from a sh- uh, one of their video call-ins uh, this is when Talking Dead was a huge thing on Walking Dead and uh, I remember watching I'm like I know him that's good guy so I'm uh I, he uh he's gracing us with his presence here in the next segment we'll be
1: uh, excited to hear from him but so many people will not be gracing us on WWE screens anymore Jimmy I'm a podcast professional almost at this yes. point
0: that is that is amazing. So let's let's get into it here. Okay, the WWE had a uh, quarterly earnings call and they had two hundred sixty-five point five million dollars in earnings the last quarter. In the heyday of the Attitude Era, they were at about two hundred fifty million dollars for the year. Rod, they're doing very well as a company right now, which of course means they have to do some budget cutting, correct?
1: I guess, right? I mean, is there argument at this point that, yeah, we're doing well right now, but that was a stagnant lump sum of money that came in from our Peacock deal and we have to make sure that we're trimming moving forward because we don't know what our revenue will continue to be based off of dwindling TV ad sales? I mean, is that probably the corporate speak they gave us, Jim? See, no, because honestly...
0: Ad, ads for the for wrestling have always been low because there is a perception that people who watch wrestling don't necessarily have a lot of money okay i mean that is exactly what it is okay you can go to hockey they get less ratings They're going to get more money, uh, for ads, but it is the, it is what they're getting from the peacock. It's what they're getting from Saudi Arabia. It's what they're getting from Fox and USA that has made them kind of untouchable no matter what, uh, they do. And you'd have to be a really, really, uh, you'd have to be a moron to mess this up. And while they're not messing it up, they have dropped the ball on a lot. Now we can just say right now, NXT is dead. Old NXT is dead. I think six of the last eight champions are, are, were released over the past year and a half. And that is gone. They don't care about it. The new NXT 2.0 is exactly what you're going to see in WWE here in six months to a year. We learned a lot about that at this recent cut. So let's get into it. There are a lot of people cut
1: over over the past uh Th- this last go around i'm gonna I think break the, heel right now some of them yeah. i'm not sad about i'm just gonna be honest some of them i'm not sad about I'm not gonna sit here on this podcast and cry that i don't have to see nia Jax anymore okay so here's the thing i first of all we hate i i
0: personally hate the fact that anyone loses their job okay I'm okay, uh, sure you be the nice guy I'll be the i will be the nice guy need. you'll be the heel but you know these people do have families they do laws you know some some of these b fab for example and and who knew we were going to start with b fab but that's where we're going to start b fab was brought up to the main roster Got drafted. She signed her contract last week. Released. You cannot tell me there is any long-term thought into anything going on when we have releases like that, when we have releases like we have in the past. But let's get to the big names here. Let's get to the one that, uh, the biggest name probably, literally and figuratively, Keith Lee, Bearcat, if you will, was was released. Keith Bearcat Lee was released uh, from his contract along with Mia Yim, who's his fiance. Uh, they didn't do too much with Mia Yim on the main roster. She was part of Retribution and and whatever. Uh, but Keith Lee came in to NXT, highly touted on the Indies, an amazing worker, huge three hundred pound guy that can jump all over the place and do amazing things. He was a uh, a dual champion in NXT. He came out in Survivor Series and got standing ovations from the crowd. Roman Reigns gave him a little knuckle at the end. They wanted to see him win Survivor Series. Brock Lesnar sees Keith Lee walking down the ramp at Royal Rumble. And let's be honest, Brock Lesnar's probably never seen him before. And he goes, whoa, that's a big boy. They had a couple of uh, you know back and forth there. They had him, Rod. And Brock he, Lesnar had definitely never wants. seen
1: him before. Let's not let oh, the there's No, there's no
0: question. Here is your main eventer. Here is someone who's awesome. Oh, but big guys don't work that way, Keith Lee. Big guys, big guys can't sing. Big guys don't have a good, they, they don't do good promos. We need to give you, we're going to give you Bearcat Lee. We're going to, we're going to change you. Oh, you got sick. Oh, okay. Well, you know, maybe, maybe we can't have you around anymore. I don't understand this at all. He's a star.
1: They let him go because
0: of budget cuts, Rod.
1: Well, I mean, Jimmy, we we have to make sure that we're focusing in on Reggie and his quest to continue to be hardcore 24-7 champion. So, I mean, you know, we just don't have a lot of time for a guy like Keith Bearcat Lee. Like you said, why would we ever want someone who is athletic, looks menacing all of the above, does these moves that you seem, oh my God, how's this guy's spine not broken, which is the heart of wrestling, right? As we'll get into later with our second guest, the heart of wrestling. So yeah, sure. it's it's absolutely baffling to me as to, as to why the WWE doesn't think they can continue to do something with this athlete, right? Let's just, like you said, these are real people, sure, but I've already broke heels, so let's just break them down as sheer commodities. I mean, if we're just talking commodities, draftables here, I mean, this man's sheer size and athletic ability, that that alone, you should be able to make a wrestler out of if you're Vince McMahon, so it's definitely a fail.
0: Yeah, he he is different. He stops people in airports. He is he's just uh, he was he's an amazing talent, and he is one of the now not everyone's going to go to AEW. So calm down, everybody. But he is one person that can easily go to AEW uh, and be an amazing star there because they're going to let him do what he does best, which wwe doesn't like to do
1: Uh, but now on the flip side though jay i will say this right we just talked about how wwe dropped the ball with this guy there's somebody else who got released that i don't know you could say they dropped the ball with because they forced him down our throat and he still didn't work out now he's gone well uh you're going with carrying cross on this one i'm assuming exactly i mean that's just what i was trying to say i think it's a good contrast to keith lee we say that they didn't treat him right he didn't show up and wrestle enough he got sick and was off screen carrying cross certainly was not off screen i mean they brought him up and made him a big deal and and shoved him down our throat all the time and switched up his gimmick and he was nxt champion forever i mean he was somebody they gave a bunch of chance to and then they were like now you know what it's not working bye
0: well you know giving a chance is an interesting uh Phrase there that you use, because he was an undefeated NXT champion with Scarlett. Great act, great entry, great everything. Then they bring him up to the main roster, and in his first match rod, he loses to Jeff Hardy. Dead and buried. Oh, well, he's going to lose the title to Samoa Joe, because he had to. He's coming up to the main roster. That's fine. Let's put him in a mask. Let's put him in a really stupid-looking mask. That'll do something for him. Nah, that didn't work for him. Let's take him off TV and let's repackage him. You didn't have to repackage him. He already had the package. I'm not the the biggest uh, carrying cross fan, but his look, his uh, uh, ring work, or his uh, mic work, excuse me, his entrance was great. Ring work was okay depending on who he worked with. But he and Scarlett had a great gimmick going. A great gimmick. And you cannot tell me that there was no place for that when you have Baron Corbin and Shinsuke Nakamura wrestling for six straight months. You can't tell me that.
1: You can't tell me that. Always manages to take a shot at that. my guy Corbin.
0: Well, it, it, I could have used many other examples, but came to mind. So I, I don't understand what, what's happening with that. Um, Karrion Cross uh, again, he didn't get over. It's a self fulfilling prophecy there.
1: Right. Yeah, you're right you're right we should we should who else do we got so we had Keith okay Bear, so leave at the top of the list we had carrying cross who else all right ember moon now ember moon is somebody who had a devastating ankle
0: injury she was very over when she when she came up had a great look uh the war goddess uh, they brought her to the main roster nia Jax actually introduced her once uh, as a tag team partner very exciting to be up there and then didn't do too much got hurt went back to nxt well, since she came back, she has transformed her body. She has worked extremely hard to get back into the shape that she thinks she needed to be in and then they let her go. Ember Moon is somebody who I also see going on and wrestling uh in AEW because they really need a good they they need some good women workers in AEW. Great look, great personality, ring work is is above average, I would say to the least and, and I, well, I, mean, she's I, I I'm better than Jack then. Uh yes, and let's get let's get to Nia Jax here because I think Nia Jax is someone who, first of all, she did take some time off to you know get you know she 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 needed a, a mental break.
1: Okay, so we got to, you know just everyone needs a break. Oh no, that mental yeah. break word is creeping into the WWE now. Thanks, Ben Simmons.
0: She she did she did need that. Um, but here's the thing. If she wasn't Rock's cousin, I think she would have been cut a long time ago. Now, she did have a great look. She was pretty good on the mic, but that ring work and the fact that she hurt so many people or so many people were hurt while wrestling her, I just couldn't overlook that. Okay, you've got to be at the top of your game. So now we're going to see what she really wants. Does she want to be a wrestler? Does she want to go and do something else? Because if she wants to be a wrestler, she could make it on the indies easily. She could get paid. She's an attraction. People know who she is. I don't think she can use the the name Nia Jack. So that'll be interesting to see uh, what she comes up with. But uh, I know you're not a
1: fan at all either of Nia. No, certainly. I'm not going to be sad to see her go at all because I think the women's division in WWE is quite strong. It's actually one of the things we don't complain about as much as we complain about so much else involved with the WWE. So Nia Jax, I'm not going to miss her at all. Cause I'm just going to go full heel her, Jim. All right. Sure. Again, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm just going to assume that Nia Jax was not waiting to get another loaf of bread b- b- by the time she got her next WWE contract. All right. So I mean, I'm just going to assume that she's, that she's doing well enough to be able to figure something out here.
0: Oh, she was getting paid. I mean, they all get paid very well. Uh, she will figure something out. And, and I think, so, you know, I've, uh with these releases, you know, there was a time during the pandemic when I just thought it was in extremely poor taste to to fire people during a pandemic.
1: And I agree with you then.
0: Why are we are still in a pandemic? People can, you know, a lot of the world is opened back up. Okay, so I think now, it, it, you know, releasing people when you have a two hundred sixty five million dollar budget and whatever doesn't look great. I'll agree with doesn't you look there. Great, that Doesn't look great, but again, some of these people like Grand Metalik, Lince Dorado, they wanted out of their contracts because they weren't being, nothing was being done with them. They were back in catering, and heaven forbid you don't show up, and they need you to run around and chase your boy, the twenty four seven champion um you know what what do you do so they asked for their release they didn't get their release they got released so you know whatever it's it's whatever on that one um eva marie
1: eva marie who they brought back this year shocking that she got released rod well she can't work so again i'm I'm fine with her being cut loose i'm she brought us dewdrop we got dewdrop who can work and i'm fine goodbye eva marie i'm not going to shed a tear for you
0: uh, Oni Lorkin, who was an amazing, I uh, think Biff Busick is is who he will be, um, uh, who he will be in uh, in the Indies. He was a, well. They should have just called him
1: that in WWE, and maybe he would have worked. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> they could have. Uh,
0: you know, Harry Smith, uh, British Bulldog son. Uh, he was brought. So in not the
1: not the CBS reporter, a different guy. Uh, it it would, yes, it would be a different guy. Uh, It
0: would be a different guy for sure. But, you know, finally, I want to talk about John Morrison uh, a little bit here. Uh, Frankie Monet, Taya Valkyrie, John Morrison's wife, uh, was released. And on on Instagram, she posted some some pretty uh, uh, poignant comments, how she's very upset. She was lied to a lot. 38 isn't old. um, And she could still go. And Rod, I'm not going to lie, the, the second I know that she, that she had Frankie Monet as the name, I kind of thought she was done for then.
1: Yeah, and uh, anything that might mean doom for my guy Morrison, I'm not excited about. So this is the one that I would, My really, my eyebrow was raised on this one. Um...
0: Yeah, I just, you know, Taya Valkyrie can pretty much do whatever she wants. She would be another good person in AEW, too, honestly. They need some help in the women's division over there, for sure. They do. So it was a a bad, bad week for for the WWE. But it was also Um, a bad
1: week for AEW. I think we should close there. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about, uh, well, we also have
0: the Survivor Series teams that were announced via Twitter. No, uh, that's uh, earlier ridiculous. this weekend. Since they decided to do something ridiculous <laughs> like that, we're gonna not even cover it. Oh, they don't know what they're doing, Rod. Okay, so John Moxley uh has a new book called Mox coming out and he's been doing the rounds uh on Wrestling Observer Radio recently. He uh talked to Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, and you could tell, I mean, he came out and and is very honest. He said he was stressed on, on every level they are moving. They actually are moving from Las Vegas to Cincinnati, his, his hometown. Uh, I think Renee, uh, and her father just got there tonight. Uh, but then out of nowhere, Tony Khan comes on and says, John Moxie has checked himself into alcohol rehabilitation, uh, and he will be there for an undetermined amount of time. Uh, that's, uh, you know, CM Punk came on and, and kind of mentioned that on, on Rampage, which is interesting because WWE would never do that. They would just never talk about him again. Um, talk about John Moxley, um, and, and what are your thoughts, uh, here, Rod? I'm interested to hear.
1: Well, first of all, I want to say uh, shout out to John Moxley. Hopefully that he gets well and that this is something that he has decided he wants to do and puts his full commitment behind. Because uh, a facility like this, a rehab type situation, will only work if he wants it to work. So hopefully he can get that all straightened out and come back. Because he's a he, he for me is a guy that I that I'm am, I'm am, I'm casting my eyes to whenever I do my AEW watching. I like a uh, I like his gimmick. I think he works really really well. He seems to have a love for wrestling and all things history, and he wants to be part of big matches and give the crowd what they want to see and any guy who can make me think of the movie major league when he comes out and wrestles i'm absolutely for so uh, let's hope mox uh, gets it all figured out and comes back soon and comes back on top because i frankly could see him as a guy who holds the uh, AEW title belt at some time i think he's got that much uh, juice and crowd support
0: ron i couldn't have said it better myself so i'm not going to thank you very much that was uh, that was excellently done um, we are going to go to a quick break here and then we're going to come back with Gig Guy talking AEW. Let's get some happy news, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you happy means he's just going to continue to take shots at me for not knowing anything about AEW and loving <laughs> WWE, then people are going to be real happy.
0: All right. Uh, if you want to email us, yeah, we know pod at gmail.com, at yawinopod yeah, on Twitter, keep coming in. We'll do another mailbag soon. All right, Rod, we are back, and we have a
1: special guest, don't we, sir? That's right. We have a very special guest, Jimmy. As you know, I usually can only... Bring guests onto these podcast network that I go way way back with, and this next one is no exception. I met him first when I was in junior high. We played on a softball team together. We come up through the years. He got me turned on to classic rock and roll. I found out he was a huge wrestling fan. We spent many an hours playing PlayStation and playing wrestling on PlayStation. Josh the Destroyer Warner became a thirteen time world champion. He is now an AEW super fan, and he is on to set the record straight with me because. I have proven over the last weeks I know nothing about AEW. He's joining us from somewhere near Rochester, Indiana. It's Gig Warner. Gig, welcome
2: to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Are you fellas done talking about sports entertainment, ready to get down and talk about some professional wrestling, or what? (laughs) (laughs) We would love to talk about
0: professional wrestling. Ask Rod. He knows I am not a sports entertainment kind of guy uh, as,
1: (laughs) as the weeks go on. Oh, he's coming out of the gates firing. I absolutely (laughs) love it. All right, let's get the elephant out of the way then, Mr. Warner. I know you're a huge fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I know you're a huge fan of Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. What happened? Did the AEW overtake the WWE or did you sour on the WWE and now the glorious AEW has brought you back to wrestling?
2: Well, no, I spent many an hour going through the WWE Network and going back in time and watching all the stuff from the eighties and then the attitude era because I could not stand this product they're putting out nowadays. It's just old and it just there's no thought behind what they're doing. I hear you guys on here talking about, well this don't make sense. That don't make sense. Well years and years of watching it with my sons, I just soured on it and I gave up and quit watching and I went back in time and started enjoying all that old stuff. And then my boy he said, Hey, hey dad, there's a new company coming out called AEW. I said, ah, well, we'll see what happens, and the rest is history. I watched the first pay per view, and I have never missed a pay per view or an episode since. And well, I should change that. They have Dark on YouTube, AEW Dark. I don't watch that as religiously as the other programs, but we we do as a family sit down and watch it. You know, maybe every other week on the YouTube.
1: All right, listen, I'm going to stay with WWE one quick second there. Is there one particular storyline you can refer back to that you're like, oh, this was the disgusting one, this one was it, and I'm done with this one? And was there one particular storyline that pushed you off the pier?
2: Yeah, I would have to say it's Raymond Ramos. I mean, Roman Reigns. Uh, he They just were pushing him down our throat, pushing him down our throat, and nobody was buying at the time, hell. The one time he got booed at the Royal Rumble, and just next thing you know, it's like they just – He's the champ, and he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I just wasn't buying it, and that was when I and that was when I washed my hands of it and just said, no, nope, I ain't watching this no more.
0: You know, I think also that was when Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar were feuding, and that was so long ago. Uh, you, I don't think you could ever come back right now and watch it because you'd be totally lost. Don't you think you'd be lost, Rod, if you know the Roman Reigns Brock <laughs> Lesnar feud from years ago?
1: I see what you did there, Jimmy. I see yeah. what you did there. I know what you guys are doing. Listen, I, there's no way I'm gonna win this argument. That's why I'm just when I think I might have something to add here, I'm gonna jump in. But you two gentlemen going back and forth about AEW, the 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 superior proper wrestling company, I, I've got no comeback to that. The WWE is a bit tired, and I and I and I can't I can't defend that right now.
0: All right, good guy. Here we go. Let's talk about I think your favorite wrestler who has a pretty big matchup coming up this Saturday. Hangman Adam Page. Do you think it is the right time to put the belt
2: on him? Talk to me. I think it's been a long time coming. Uh, Just recently, we were going through some of our archives we have here, and we watched when they won the tag team belts on Jericho's Booze Cruise. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. they were one heck of a tag team. I mean, they were just thrown together on a whim, but then they end up holding the belts for darn near a year. And the story that played out between the two hangman was going to attack kenny at one point and then it ended up being kenny who turned heel and hangman's confidence was lost and they built him up to number one contender and then he got shot down again he lost to brian cage and then he disappeared out of nowhere and now he's back and he won that ladder match and i think the story's been building and building and we're about to witness some full-fledged cowboy shit this november 13th
0: So, one thing that AEW does very well is they build storylines. Like you said, this is like a two-year storyline. And they give the audience what they want. Hangman Page came back at at the casino ladder match as the Joker and won it. Why? Because they wanted it. Hangman Page came out as the Pillsbury Doughboy, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, because they wanted it. I think he's going to win because the fans want him to win. Do you believe he has the the drawing power then to sustain a 6-12 to 12 month title reign coming up? And who do you think, you know, are they going to go back to Omega right away? They don't like to do rematches too much. Who are some people that you think he could go against?
2: Well, I think he'll hold the belt for a little while. But ultimately, I think they're trying to push MJF. MJF seems to me like he's the guy of the future. Rod, we go. you mentioned him in the past. There we go. He is the ultimate heel. And he's the guy you love to hate. But notice I said that word love because you cannot help but laugh at how rude and obnoxious and mean this dude is.
0: So... You know, some of our, uh, our 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 listeners are new, just like Rod is, and some have been around like you and I have. And actually, I think the last time you and I spoke twenty years ago, we we spoke about wrestling, which is kind of kind of funny. Um, what does that say about
1: you, Jimmy? What does that say about you? I uh,
0: I am consistent, and I live the gimmick. That is what <laughs> exactly what it says about me. Uh, you know, Hangman Page is, has been great. Uh, and you know he went away, and I really think his uh, paternity leave was the best thing that could happen to him. People got a little nervous, uh, but they brought all those new people in. So they got you know they got the the Brian Danielson, the CM Punk, they got them in, and then finally Adam Page comes back uh, to to face Kenny Omega this week. And I think they're going to have a hell of a match. And I and like you said, I think Adam Page is going to win this this championship match here.
1: We need to see some uh, plenty of Don Callis during that match. That's my only suggestion. He's my guy. I Love him with Kenny Omega.
2: Dave. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's quite the fun heel to watch in the old Don.
1: <laughs> I, got, I got a recurring theme, Warner. I love the heels, right? Seth Rollins is my guy in WWE. I love me some MJF. love Don Callis. love the one guy who's always yelling at people that they're not real men. What's that guy's name? I like him.
2: Uh, not, I don't I, know. You lost me. I, he's there. got the Alpha,
1: the like the American Academy. He's got like all the, the people together oh. with him.
2: Oh, you're, like, you're talking Jericho. about the guy he that fought, Jericho's J- fixing
1: the J- fight. I, I can't yeah. remember his darn name right now. I don't know. I love that guy because I'm just saying right I love now. the heels, but you guys continue. I'm interrupting.
2: Yeah. American top heels. team guy. He got yeah, thrown. Exactly. In the pay- he got thrown in the pay-per-view match this week. I can't remember. Hey, he name. was out
1: there.
0: He was out there. That's what he said. Listen, Jericho just, it, it's, it's the rules, right? Um, speaking about heels, um, you know, Eddie Kingston came out as a, as a massive baby face, but you know, he's kind of started to turn heel a little bit and he and CM Punk are going to, are going to wrestle this weekend and I think, in my opinion, I want to, I'm want i really interested to see yours. This is CM Punk's, this is his first big feud coming back, and this is going to show us what he's going to do moving forward in, in AEW. He's had his buildup, and now it's the match with Eddie Kingston. First of all, I, I, I know you, I'm going all over the place here, good guy, I apologize, but I know you loved the interview that they did this past week, right?
2: Oh yeah, on Rampage, CM yeah. Punk come out, and see, I'm not the biggest <laughs> CM Punk fan, in my opinion, He's coming out to the ring all the time. He's patting himself on the back. I mean, for crying out loud, Moxley, he's in rehab right now for drinking too much swill, and he's gotta take a time out and get some help. And CM Punk comes down the ring and makes all about himself. Oh, well, if it was I, and and back when I, and blah, 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 me, me, me. (laughs) You know, it just gets old. So on Friday, when Eddie Kingston come out and started yelling at CM Punk and saying, well, I'm gonna say what the rest of the people are scared to say. We don't want you here. And just the crowd, they went from being on CM Punk's side and they, on a dime, turned to Eddie Kingston and were chanting, Eddie, Eddie. And it was just the greatest thing. Eddie Kingston can hold the crowd in the palm of his hand. But when it comes to wrestling and execution, I don't really think he's the best wrestler, but he tells a good story and it should be a darn good match.
1: I think it's going to be great. And, you know, time just- they do something with CM Punk over there, Jim. I've been talking about this. Well, and here's the thing, good guy. Is this a chance to get CM Punk maybe to go heel?
0: Or is he still is he still white meat baby face can't do anything with him?
2: I think he needs to go heel cuz every time, I'm not even joking, every time he comes on the TV, I just want to I just want to hit the fast forward button cuz we DVR it. But I don't because I watch it all, but I'm just sick and tired of the whole the whole glad-handing with himself every single week.
0: And you mentioned John Moxley. Moxley's obviously um, in, in rehab now uh, for alcoholism. They were going to turn him heel, so they didn't need that other, you know, main event heel guy. You know, maybe CM Punk goes heel and he tries to go after, you know, Hangman Page for a little bit until you go go to the MJF. So that could be something that happens.
1: Um, I love that Moxley's living the real life Rick Vaughn. Now he's even going to rehab with that song that plays in his <laughs> interview. <studio. laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jimmy, what do you think? Okay, Rod, what do you guys think? Did you like this new uh, song he's got or did you like his old song? What's your take on that?
1: Go ahead, Rod, with Wild Thing. I, I mean, I love that. Does he not do Wild Thing anymore? I didn't know that. Like I said, it's, I haven't watched the AEW since the Arthur Ashe show. So, again, I'm pointing myself out as being anti AEW here. But so what, does he not have the Wild Thing song from a
2: major league anymore? No, he still does. I just, his original song to me yeah. said Ass Kicker all the way. He'd come out and stomp around. It was like, I keep wanting to see Rachel
1: Phelps up in the booth every time that that song comes on. I do want to see that every
2: time Well,
0: and, you know, to get the crowd to go along with it, the Wild Thing is fantastic. Fantastic, and we have to admit it's going to be the exact same thing when he comes back. Oh my God, it's him! Yeah. Crank
2: it, you know,
0: type <laughs> of thing. It, when Jerry. he comes back, uh, you know, I mean, come on, you can't go wrong with. Uh, with I Wild hate thing this effing back. song. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, you, you know what? MJF is going to have the title belt. He's going to have a mic in his hand, and that's going to come on, and he's going to say, "I hate this fucking song." You know, nice. he's going to say that. There is no question about it because that is what. Uh, Tony Khan and AEW does. Now, good guy, AEW, WWE, they're in a war, even though WWE says they're not in a war. WWE tried to, uh, you know, go a little further on Friday nights. A- WWE has a pay-per-view for next Labor Day weekend, which is the all-out uh, or all-in, um, sorry, all-out pay-per-view uh, weekend that they normally do. It's a- AEW's, you know, basically WrestleMania is there room for both WWE and AEW, do you think?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I still check from time to time what, like, it comes up in my Twitter feed, what's going on in WWE. And sometimes, sure. you know, I enjoy the, I enjoy a quick laugh when Matt Riddle and Randy Orton are doing stuff. Like, heck, Matt Riddle come out on a camel at that Saudi Arabia <laughs> show. How funny was that, you know? That was awesome.
1: But, I love yeah. RK, bro. Now you're speaking my language, good guy.
2: Yeah, yeah, but you see, then. You know, and I I peaked from time to time, so I know about the Lesnar thing. And it's just, to me, it's just a rehash storyline that, honestly, I'm not doing one. A lot of people are just tired of it and good on it. You know, there was a time when Raw would get something like 10 million viewers, okay? And now they're lucky to get a million and a half, which is still a bunch of viewers. But what the heck happened to other eight and a half million? They lost interest. They're good. And now all of them haven't turned over to AEW, but if you guys, I've heard you talk AEW has got a lot of steam behind it because it is just fun. It's fun to watch. It's it definitely is.
1: fun. I understand that why it's fun, right? It, it seems a bit like a free-for-all. Everybody wants to get behind the underdog. That's all absolutely fun, right? And nobody loves the big behemoth. Nobody likes the super polished, you know, the many producers behind it, right? It's the reason Gig Guy You, as a classic rock fan, you love, you know, the, the old stuff. You don't like any of the stuff that's super produced by the Swedish producers and just meant to go out on top 40 radio. That's not your deal, right? But I will admit that I like the flash and the glitz and the glamour and the straight-up entertainment and the W wwe still has much more of a sheen and a polish on it and i'll admit that i'm a sucker for that it's catnip for me
2: there ain't nothing wrong with that that's what that's what's great about this world it takes all kinds for it to go around i just (laughs) i just remember why i fell in love with wrestling and that was what i was going to ask you dude just why did you fall in love with wrestling all right you're on the spot in the hot seat jim why'd you fall in love with wrestling go
0: it was the the spectacle, like Rod said. It was WrestleMania three was the first I, I remember watching WrestleMania three, the Savage and Steamboat, which I still say is the best match ever. I don't care about Okada or anything else, uh, because you know it's it's all subjective anyway. But it was just the 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 awesome athleticism, the crowd, everything to, together with it. Just a great story. And I never thought it was, you know, it wasn't scripted or anything like that. It was just amazing talent. And uh, that's why I loved it. And I've, I've loved it since, you know, 1987 probably actually
1: Warner you gave me a heads up on this my man so I had time to think about it so I'm gonna go a little different from Jimmy right what I'll say my answer is when I realized I love wrestling is actually when I was 19 20 years old right and I was tuning in to Monday Night Raw to watch Stone Cold Steve Austin Vince McMahon The Rock Triple H Mankind Kurt Angle and I could have been doing so many other things as a 19 year old on a college campus and I was choosing to be in and watching wrestling and that's when I realized it wasn't just something that I loved as a kid because there was a lot of stuff I loved at the kid that I didn't do when I was 19 and 20 years old and certainly don't do now when I'm 40 so I guess on some level I thought wrestling was that and then when I was watching it during the attitude era and the the Monday Night Wars I was like oh no this is a thing that's in my blood that I actually enjoy and now that I'm back to it again it just re solidifies that that clearly was the time when I realized I loved wrestling
2: yeah so both of your answers combined it's these larger-than-life characters that are on this TV screen that jump out at you—they're doing these crazy moves. The crowd's cheering. It's fun. You love it, and that's why—that's why I am going with AEW these days too. Because seriously, it's like you got Shep Rollins. I—I mean Seth Rollins. You got all these guys, <laughs> you know. But on AEW, hey, 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 I'm not
1: going to take any Rollins slander now. Come on.
2: Yeah, that's two. I mispronounced their name. Whoops, I swear it was accident. <laughs> But, uh, (laughs) you know, you you turn on AW, you got a dinosaur on there, Luchasaurus with a sidekick, Jungle Boy, you know? These guys, you don't see these guys every day. That's just, that's just new. It's exciting. It's it's great. I love it. That's why I love the old stuff, too. We are talking about why you guys loved it. I love Demolition and Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Jake the Snake and Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. All these names that you just, they weren't born with on their birth certificate. These are characters. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And now it's like everybody just goes by their first name. You got to, you know. And, and I, I mean, it's like that in AEW. There's a lot of first name guys, but... They're getting back. You know, there was the one guy, the librarian. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever seen him in your AEW travels. Yep. They tried. They tried. Yeah, he's just a skinny little pipsqueak. But the librarian, he's walking out to the ring and shushing the crowd. That's just great fun. So you're telling me when I made
1: my janitor joke, had I said librarian, that would have been an actual real AEW wrestler? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. How about that, man? Every once in a while, man, a broken clock's right twice a day.
2: Yeah, that's crazy you made that joke because I'm wondering if you remember back to our PlayStation days on on the very first incarnation of SmackDown, we... Had our own created characters, and that was my character, the janitor. And his finisher was the mop bucket. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I lost to the janitor. I lost to the Destroyer. Shout out to our guy Lance Kane.
1: I lost to Edward Nutmeg. Oh my god, the hot rod was never very good. He looked great in his Miami Vice getup with the pink T-shirt and the white suit coat, but he he couldn't really wrestle.
2: Yeah, talking about doing stuff when we were young. Seriously, I, we wrestled. That what was that would have been around what two thousand. And literally, we wrestled until like 2028 or something because it went monthly. You literally wrestled through 12 months of wrestling. That's how much we played. We wrestled like 28 years into the future. (laughs) Should we reunite the tag
1: team again? All right, fine. Let's do it.
0: And Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar are still wrestling in 2028. Uh, good guy, I know you got a heart out. I got a couple more questions for you. Brian Danielson's resurgence in AEW—he's had some amazing matches here, and he wins every match differently.
2: Do you like that gimmick? Yeah, I, I really, I've really been enjoying him. And to be honest, you know, I'd peek in on WWE, and I was never the biggest Daniel Bryan fan, but. Watching him on AEW, it's like, man, what have I missed all these years? Because I just never really watched, but now, yeah, his matches are every one of them are entertaining. And I'll tell you, I think he's enjoying it too. Because when I did peek in oh, yeah. oh, on WWE, yeah. he was always doing some kind of gimmick or promo or whatever. On this, he's not really doing a whole lot of gimmick, and he's just showing up, putting on his tights, wrestling a damn good match, and then head to the locker room. There's not a lot of fluff, you know.
0: Well and I think he's also said that there's more wrestling in 1 hour of din- of 1 hour of rampage than there are of 5 hours of WWE shows and he's right. That's the thing. People watch wrestling for wrestling. Can you imagine? And I've taken my kids to some uh, a Smackdown or so where there's an hour and fifteen minutes of talking, and the kids are bored. The audience is tired. But with Rampage, with Dynamite, you are getting a little bit of talking, but a ton of action, and that is fun again. Uh, and you know what you said earlier is when you watch a WWE show, you kind of leave disappointed a lot of the time. Now, some of the times, you know, it's really good, but more often than not, you're like, "Why did they do that?" Like seriously, we just had a twenty minute match; it ends in a disqualification. You know, it just, it's something that you don't see on AEW
2: my by boys, design my my boys told me a story they went to a live smackdown and they thought it was the coolest thing but then when it come time for commercial break it's like the wrestlers would like literally freeze in place and stand there like almost like a robot that got a switch turned off they just stand there for like five minutes until a commercial comes back on and then they they pep up and they act like there was never a commercial they said that was the weirdest thing like because the the energy was like sucked away from it during that five minutes.
1: It so song. it's the anti semi pro. Remember in the movie Semi Pro where they can only fight each other during the commercial breaks because they don't want the league to see them fighting in the ABA games. So when they go to commercials, they fight each other. It's anti that in the WWE. They don't do anything during the commercials.
2: <laughs> I can't say I'm I can I can't say I can relate to that reference there, Rod. I ain't never seen that one.
1: So. Uh, it's a pretty decent Pharaoh. It's it's I mean it's C level Feral, but it's got some laughs. Woody Harrelson's in there. There's good stuff
0: all right gig guy
1: wait a minute we got to mention this jimmy gig you're about to go see aew live and you're going to come back and talk to us so what are you looking forward to in the show you're
2: going to see live you're going to go see in indianapolis is that where it is yeah yeah we're uh we're driving down wednesday i'm taking half the day off of work man let me back up one second here you talked about uh you talked about earlier about the soap opera okay can i back up is that okay fellas yeah let's back up
0: real quick and go you're good
2: (laughs) All right, so you talked about the, the soap opera factor of, of the WWE. When i at work, okay, everybody knows I like wrestling at work. I'll walk around and talk about this and that. And a lot of guys will give me guff. Man, when you, you watch wrestling, that's a male soap opera. And I'm like, no, you got to check out this new company. It's all about the wrestling. And it's like I've turned a couple new guys on the AEW, right? And they come back and they're like, man, you weren't lying. That's some good programming. There wasn't a lot of you know hubbub on there. So that's one more thing I'd have to say that I'm pro AEW but like you said Jimmy it's there's a lot of wrestling in these you know these small programs that are on.
0: So this Dynamite is a big one because it is leading into full gear. So you're going to get to see everybody there, going to get to see some some angles wrapped up. How excited are you in the And in uh what what are your uh what are your boys ages?
2: Uh well I got a boy who's 17 and okay. I got a daughter who's 14 and a daughter who's 13. Uh, my one boy ain't going to go. So that's three of us and then me. And we're just, my daughters love PAC. They're so, awesome. they're so stoked to see PAC. And I'm really stoked about the, uh, the contract signing. Uh, I'm going to make a sign. You see, as you guys know, you mentioned a couple weeks back, old uh, hangman banned me on Twitter or blocked me or whatever the terminology yeah. is. Yeah, yeah so. you're his number one fan. He blocks on
0: Twitter, and that was just out of nowhere. You didn't even say anything bad, did you? Uh,
2: well, it was... Uh, yeah, there was a thing, right? Yeah, during when the pandemic first started, <laughs> he was nowhere to be found. He was at home, and I don't know whether he was trapped because of a lockdown or he was scared. <laughs> but you see in my line of work i don't get to take breaks i was in the trenches this whole darn time i was around more people than ever before <laughs> in 2020 so i didn't have a lot of sympathy for old hangman and he was tweeting something about feeling sorry for himself please everyone like this tweet and i just simply wrote get back to work exclamation points and i got on there the next day to check to see what he's got to say and i could no longer view this man's tweets <laughs> Well maybe well
0: uh, maybe he'll unblock you if he sees the sign. <laughs>
1: Incredible. That's Speaking of your tweets though Warner, I know you uh, you have some, uh, you have some good uh, quality content coming up for the holidays people can find on your Twitter account. Why don't you tell folks about that little plug here on the way out?
2: Oh on the way out all right. Uh, I also go by my secret identity is a man or entity called Giga Claus. and basically what it is is <laughs> it's, Cla- it's Santa Claus's drunken belligerent cousin. And he lives just next door to the North pole in the gig pole. And we're going on season seven of this madness and it's great fun for the whole family. Maybe a bit raunchy, but uh, a good time will be had by all If you. Check it out. It's on actually my YouTube page, gig guy Warner.
1: Uh, YouTube page. All right, there you go. I'm sorry. I I, I I did not realize that. The YouTube page. Go follow that. That is uh, great stuff. Yeah. Mr. Warner, you're going to be going to AEW Dynamite. You're going to be seeing some of your wrestling favorites, and we would love to have you back on the podcast to talk about that in any other time in the future. I believe you have, uh, you've had quite a debut on uh, the Yeah We Know podcast here gig. Thanks very much for some of your time this evening.
2: Hey, listen, I appreciate it. I was stoked all day to talk to you gentlemen about some wrestling. So maybe uh, we'll do it here again soon. And that is the Yeah We Know podcast.
1: You're in the ring with Jimmy and Hot Rod. Oh, man, we had some sad news up top about some releases, but we had a great way to go out with a new character for all of us to love. Giga Claus. Check it out on YouTube and check us out for wrestling knowledge in the future. Till next time.
2: But we're gonna choose and we think about it, we're looking right at you right now. We're choosing the guy who said he's the number one member, the first member of America's Top Team. No no no, 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 oh, no, no, I yeah. did not say that. We choose Dan Lange.